recording in three, <laughs> two, one. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Beat the Drum podcast. This week we have a full crew, as I am joined by Ethan, Mason, and Luke. Say hello, guys. What's hello. up? Yo. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, mostly football, as we had the huge Dak Prescott signing, the Jalen Hurts quarterback one news, and the franchise tags were released today. And so our first topic of the evening is going to be the Dak Prescott mega contract. And I'm going to start with Ethan on this one. Ethan, how do you feel about Dak Prescott signing for four years, $160 million? I mean, that's probably because I have bias because of my severe hatred toward the Cowboys. But honestly, great choice by them. Jerry Jones, keep giving out fat contracts. Like, do it as long as you can. Who cares? They'll be bad. They'll still be bad. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I'm a Broncos fan, so I have no bias towards the Cowboys. I mean, I feel like everybody who's not a Cowboys fan still kind of hates the Cowboys. Yeah. But yeah. Personally, <laughs> I feel like this this move. I mean, the Cowboys had to do this. There really was no other option. Like, as much as Jerry Jones made it seem like he had options and other things like that, Dak Prescott had to go back to the Cowboys, or else the Cowboys would be like an absolute crapshoot for the next five, ten years. Like. Yeah, I mean, they're not trading for Russ. Like, that was a pipe dream. That's not going to happen. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't see – I didn't see Russ going there at all. Uh, I, I, You have Dak locked up now for the next four years. He will probably get another big contract at the and end of his career. And he will probably get comeback player of the year, most likely. Yeah, probably. 99%. Not, I mean, to be fair, not a lot of guys – well, there was a good amount of injuries, but not a lot of quarterbacks. So Dak will probably take that award easily. But yeah. by doing this, it gives the Cowboys the best quarterback in the division as of right now. Uh, not really sure what Washington's going to do quarterback-wise. The Eagles are going to rock with Jalen Hurts, and the Giants have Daniel Jones. So yeah, everyone, everyone's I've, even with that. Um, like I don't know, the Cowboys—they just—they're just bad. Like they have no defense really. Their defense is terrible. Like Dak is great. He's a stat monster. But he just doesn't win, and neither does the team. So, uh, Mason, what do you think? Um, I think it's a big win for Dak and a lot of the players um, to hold out like that and say, like, I want this much money, and he ended up getting it. But I think overall for the Cowboys, it's kind of a loss. His best record, Dak, was in his rookie season, and that's because they were able to build around him when he was so cheap as a player. And they're already overpaying way too many people. I'll read off a list of guys that I know are being paid as top five players in the league by their position. So we have Zeke, Amari, Demarcus Lawrence, Zach Martin, and now Dak. And most of those guys aren't really living up to the expectations of being a top five player uh, in that position. And their uh, right tackle, Lyle Collins, signed a massive deal like a year or two ago. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they're already – Jerry. Jerry's checkbook is getting a little thin there. And they just really need to fix the defense up. I mean, I think that's going to be their biggest issue. Every year they've come out and been this team where everyone looks at them and says, hey, like this is going to be an amazing offense. They're going to put up so many points. And it really doesn't matter. We saw that last year. I know Dak was hurt and they had Andy Dalton and, and Ben DiNucci come in. But <laughs> I think at the end of the day – they just need to fix up the defense, and they're just spreading their money too thin. Uh, I heard something today. It was on from WIP, and they were talking about quarterbacks taking up a percentage of the salary 
And the highest, I think, if I'm remembering right, was Peyton Manning in the last 10 years, and he took up 12% of the total salary. So all these guys that are getting paid like huge amounts of money, just taking up huge chunks of the salary, you really can't build a team around them, and I think you're going to see that with the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree. How, how do you feel about this, Luke? Uh, I mean, I, I'm with Mason on it, but I feel like this actually helps the Cowboys because they have Dak and they have Zeke in there. Now, granted, Zeke didn't have a, a good year last year, but all their drama that like about contracts and everything between Zeke going off and doing whatever, gaining however many pounds he did in the offseason, and then Dak, uh, he was just Feed playing me. his heart out um, last year, and hopefully he comes back and he still plays the same as he did last year. I mean, I don't think Mason and Ethan think that way because they're Eagles fans, but hopefully he comes back and he, he lights up the league because he still had more passing yards for like three or four weeks than like half the quarterbacks in um in the NFL uh that started, which was actually insane. And he was the only reason why the Cowboys ever were in all of the games that they had. Um so I think this is major for the Cowboys, and it's actually not a big cap hit if you look at it because most of it is um, it is a signing bonus, and a lot of it is guaranteed, but it is front-loaded, I think, if I, if I remember right. No, but it's not. We were, lo- we were talking not- about it right before you got on. Okay, well, I still think yeah. it's a really good, uh, a really good deal for the Cowboys. Yeah, while I agree with you, and Dak is definitely a big part of what they've been doing. I think it's also just coming off of an injury, and what was it, an ankle, a knee? I don't yeah, remember. Ankle, ankle. But I think he's also like a mobile quarterback. Uh, he's kind of relied on that. I know he's gotten better as a passer, but I think coming off an injury like that to pay a guy like that, where if he loses a step, just gets a little bit slower, like he could really change as a player. So I think that's kind of goes into the yeah like i don't yeah, really but, know how it's gonna no, play yeah, out for sure like like i have mad i have mad respect for Dak. i think Dak is the only person on the cowboys that like i actively kind of like like i he, I he i think he's funny he just seems like a genuine like good guy and like it just sucks that that injury had to happen to him like that like like i say good for him for getting paid and like i'm just glad that we don't have to freaking talk about this anymore uh, oh yeah and, and if you look prescott <laughs> He's an amazing leader for the Cowboys. Granted, they have awful culture in their locker room. Like, if you look, uh, I'm sure that any of the Cowboys players would stand up for Dak Prescott if he got hurt. But if you saw what happened to, who was it, Andy Dalton or Ben DiNucci, they got drilled, and half the Cowboys just stayed there and didn't didn't even give a crap. Yeah, like, the problems oh, yeah. with the Cowboys are, it's like, Dak is not the problem. The, Cow- the problem no, for the Cowboys go way higher up than him. Now, do you guys think that, like, because so many guys are on like big contracts that they might become like trade or c- cut casualties. Like I could very easily see like Ezekiel Elliott at some point being cut or traded, not only because he takes up a lot of room, but I feel like Tony Pollard played really well last year and he's pretty oh, yeah. cheap. So like a lot, you can't keep paying all these guys and expect to contend. And at some point, one of these big name guys, they're probably going to have to move off of. So, the easiest one I would feel like is Zeke, and then probably Amari Cooper after that. So, or no, probably they probably do Martin first because he's definitely lost a step the last couple of years. True, oh, yeah. but they have a guy like Ceedee Lamb. They have Michael Gallup. So like they have strength at the wide receivers position where they can kind of. That's true. They can kind of like they have their depth to back that up. I feel like their yeah. offensive line was so bad last year that like 
Zach Martin's a, he, he might have lost a step, but he's still a lot better than most guys in the league, and I feel like you just can't yeah. replace that position. So Yeah, I, I agree. Do you guys see maybe Zeke getting traded to a team where they need a running I back think... to have some cast space, like maybe like the Jets? Well, yeah, we have seen a bunch of cuts happen recently between, um, who was it, Carlos Dunlap on the on the Seahawks. He just got cut because of his massive contract, and the Seahawks are looking They even cut J.J. Watt. Yeah, they cut J.J. Yeah. Watt. Um, oh, I just had another name in mind. Uh, they cut, well, the Eagles cut uh, D.J.X. and uh, Jeffrey. Yeah. Like Malcolm actually. Butler got cut today. Malcolm Butler, yeah. That's oh, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised by that because he he didn't he didn't do too bad last year. Granted, the defense was pretty bad for the Titans, but I mean he, he did all right. Uh, but because of his contract was so big coming off of off of the Patriots, off of the Super, he got paid for one play. He got oh yeah, he didn't even he didn't, he didn't even play. play or he didn't play the Super Bowl after that. Yeah, he, he got benched. So like, yeah, that's that's definitely I forgot like, about that. Uh, I don't yeah. Know about it. But yeah, I um I believe Adam Schefter had said on NFL Live that there're going to be some surprising names that you see get cut over the next couple of weeks leading up to the draft just because of the way that the uh the salary cap is going to sit and like the way that like teams have to dig out from the depth that they're in. Mm. Like the, well, the um the, the Saints, Saints are the worst oh. one. I'm wait they got they haven't really they haven't done much yet. But I'm waiting. There, I think Cam Jordan is probably going to get cut. If I'm being honest, I think that Michael Thomas should still be the first guy that they move. Um, I because they are their cap number was ridiculous. Yeah, they've cut like, a bunch they, of guys already, and they're still like negative eighty million in debt. Yeah, like it's crazy. I think I saw a thing where it was. It's not the most that anyone's ever been over the cap, but like it's like top like two or three. Like it's only like it's crazy how over they were. Yeah, it's kind of sad that they went all in for Drew Brees and they still couldn't even get to the Super Bowl. But yeah, I love it though. <laughs> now he's doing sled workouts, bro. He's coming yeah. back. Mm-hmm. So I know, you, I know that Mason and, and uh, Ethan are Eagles fans, but do you guys think that because of the signing and Dak being the best quarterback in the division as of right now, do you give the Cowboys the edge in winning the NFC East next year? I think he's getting Tyler or Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Can't even say it right. <laughs> um, I probably give them best odds. Yeah, them and Washington are probably pretty close still because I think that. Oh my god, what's his name? I can't remember his name right now. Whoever their coach is is gone. Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. No, no, no. Ron Rivera's oh, great. Uh, oh, Mike oh, McCarthy. Yeah. Mike McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike McCarthy. Man, he's really just going to – Is is he's still – they still have plan yeah. on having him be the coach, right? Yep. They're going to give him another now. year. So, he yeah. He'll be, he'll be gone after next year, but he'll definitely bring up that down next year. He's the best person at wearing a mask I've ever seen. <laughs> Literally, I haven't seen this man's face in years. Every time they put it on, he just had this giant black mask across his entire face. Just eyes. No, Andy Reid wears a mask better than anybody I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's a fact. But, um, so yeah, Dak Prescott signs a mega deal. We'll be a Cowboy for the next four years. And we'll see how his Cowboys tenure uh, goes on post-injury. So we're going to dive into our next topic here today, boys. And we're going to be talking about the franchise tag. And this afternoon was the deadline for players to get tagged or not tagged. Um, for those who don't know, a franchise tag is basically um, an option that the team has to force the player to remain on their team for one more season. Um, 
the player doesn't actually have to participate. He can sit out without there being any fine. The two would have to come to terms on a long-term yeah, deal if that's the case. He has to sign the tag before he actually gets played. Right. So there's But a couple... that's like the only contract offer that they have, right? Uh, yeah, unless the team wants to offer a long-term extension, that's the only offer that they're allowed to look at for the offseason. Gotcha. But um, there were some big names that were thrown out there that did and didn't get tagged. Um, Bud Dupree of the Steelers was not tagged. Kenny Galladay of the Detroit Lions was not tagged. And Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears was tagged. Uh, yes, Johnny Smith, another who was not tagged. So Justin Simmons was tagged? Yes, a lot of safeties uh, were tagged uh, this uh, offseason. So I'm going to give the floor to Luke. Uh, Luke, how do you feel about uh, some of these guys who did and didn't get tags this offseason? Um, I think it actually it's interesting um, on who got tagged and who didn't get tagged. Um, I'm sorry if you can hear my cat in the background. Um, but I was surprised that Kenny Galladay did not get uh, tagged. I know he wanted to be out of Detroit, but I feel I thought that they were going to at least tag him and trade him because that would have been like a since they have such a big cap, I, I thought that they were just going to take the money hit and try and get, like, a pick out of it or something. Um, but I was I was also shocked that Shaq Barrett was going to go and become a free agent. Now, I know Chris Godwin oh, really? was a big part in their, uh, in their Super Bowl run, but, I mean, he actually did worse. Or, not, I wouldn't say worse. But Juju Smith-Schuster had better stats than Chris Godwin last season. Um, and he's also younger, so, I mean, do what you want with that. But a lot of safeties did get um, did get tagged, like Justin Simmons, like Marcus May. Both top ten safeties, in my opinion. Um, Marcus Williams did get tagged, the, the guy known for the uh, Minneapolis Miracle, which I found <laughs> funny. Uh, Leonard Williams, who was a big part in the the Giants, if I'm not wrong. Yes. Their defense. And the Giants are looking like uh, a great – goodness. Uh, they're looking like a great defensive team with uh, – who's their coach? Oh, uh, Joe Judge. Joe Judge, yeah. He did a great job last year with the defense for the Giants, and I feel like Leonard Williams was a big part of that. Um, well, I you... read for, uh, for Williams that they're actually still – they extended the tag. He's probably going to sign it, but they're most likely going to sign into a longer-term deal oh, yeah. before the season's before the uh, offseason's over. Yeah, uh, a few other names that uh, that got franchise tagged today were Allen Robinson, which we talked about, and I don't know how I feel about that one. Allen Robinson, we know he doesn't really want to be in in uh, in Chicago anymore, and if he did, he wanted a long-term deal. Um, but who knows what's going to happen with Chicago. They still have an amazing defense. We just need to see who they're going to have as their quarterback for next year. Uh, so that's a very interesting to look at. Um, Cam Robinson, he got tagged. Uh, Brandon Scherf. 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 I'm sorry, I can't say his names. <laughs> Tyler Matone. Um, uh, yeah, those were a few of the names that also got franchise tagged. I don't really know how I feel on the franchise tag. Uh, granted, because I was in the, I'm a Steelers fan, and I was in the whole Le'Veon Bell situation. I think players should just be able to. I mean, I don't know how I would change franchise tag because it makes sense that you want to be able to learn more about a player and see how they develop, or be able to have them as. Uh, what? How do you? How do they calculate franchise tag? Is it top 
top 10 average at that position. I be- Yeah, then, I know it's an average of that position's salary. Uh, yes, it's something like but that. Then it's, but it's a higher percentage. Like, I yes. think because each time you franchise tag him, the hit goes up and up. Like, I yeah. think if that if Dak got franchised again, he'd be making, like, over $40 million or close to, like, 37 or close to it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it, it would have been ridiculous, and especially for a one-year deal. But, um, mm. yeah, there's some good players that did not get picked up with a franchise tag. They're going to hit free agency. Not to say that they won't go back to their teams, but a lot of, like, good names that could be finding new homes this offseason. Uh, I think that Bud Dupree uh, leaving the Steelers is definitely something to watch. Uh, he was a big part of their defense. Now, I know that T.J. Watt is the main guy over there, but having a guy like Bud Dupree on the opposite side is a big help, especially when... Like especially when you have two top you have two top tier pass rushers, it just makes it easier for the other ones. So if Bud Dupree leaves, goes to a team like the Titans, who really need a pass rush, that could definitely shake up the Steelers' defense, which was very strong this past season. Um, Kenny Galladay is like a huge uh, wide receiving option. Like he, I feel like he had good numbers with Matt Stafford, but Matt Stafford also gives everybody good numbers. But I still feel like he's talented enough where he could go be a strong like number two for maybe a contending team or like a team. I that's still, really I good think he's receiver. good. Like he had good, um, like I don't know because some of the some of the catches that he makes, it's not really like Stafford putting the ball in a good spot. Oh yeah, it's just him being super athletic and just making a great catch. Very so that's true. why I'm pretty high on I'm pretty high on him. As a I agree. Uh, was was today the last day for franchise tags? Yes, I believe. Yeah. so. Uh, I think the, the window was at like 4 p.m. or something like that. Interesting thing to look at would be Philip Lindsay. Nah, he oh. he's not gonna get a tag. Well, well yeah, I mean, you can, can only tag but... one player. Oh well, yeah, my bad. You guys did Justin Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Mason, how do you feel about some of these big names getting thrown out there? Uh, I think one name you guys covered a lot. I think one name that didn't get mentioned was Aaron Jones. I don't know if anybody said yes. him. Oh wow, yeah. yeah. Um, but he did not get tagged, which is interesting that the Packers didn't do that. So we'll have to see in the coming weeks if they come. I know they've been in talks with him for a deal. They've been a big part of what they've been doing. The offense kind of, I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers, but the offense, the running game goes through him and we'll see if he ends up somewhere else. That could be really interesting. It could be a big name. Um, one of the, obviously Kenny Galladay is a pretty big wide receiver, uh, who's going to hit free agency. But the wide receiver class, honestly, the free agent class that's coming out is like pretty good. So I'm looking at a couple class. names. T.Y. Hilton, I know he's kind of dropped off the past couple of years, but he could definitely be a solid number two. Nelson Aguilar, obviously you guys know I love him. I think he could be really good somewhere. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a lot of big names that are going to hit free agency, and it should be really interesting, I think. Yeah, it's definitely fun when bigger names hit uh, free agency because – like with baseball, how they struggle to keep the offseason interesting because nobody signs ever. But like basketball, like everybody signs within a 24-hour like period. And like mm-hmm. NFL offseason is usually pretty like swift like that where a lot of the big names get picked up as soon as it starts. But it's always fun when you hear a big name go to a new team because it's just like – I mean like you just want to like – you're going to want to watch them. Like I would love to watch J.J. Watt with the Cardinals this like this yeah, next season. It, it generates new interest. Oh, yeah, for sure. So definitely think that the franchise tag was a big step in shaping this offseason. We'll see where some of these big names go. 
We'll see if some of these guys play under the franchise tag. We'll see if they work out new deals. So a lot of a lot of storylines surrounding the franchise tag. So hopefully we get some good topics to discuss in the next coming weeks. And, say I got two final predictions real quick. Oh, yeah, go for it. I was just going to say my two bull predictions, Allen Robinson holds out and he doesn't sign the tag. And Aaron Jones is on a different team other than the Packers because they drafted a running back in the second or third round last year, A.J. Dillon, mm-hmm. and they got Jamal Williams still. Jamal Williams is so, a free agent. Oh, he is? Yes. Oh, well, I still I still keep it up. I still think that he – I think he's probably gone. Interesting. So, yeah, we shall see. Uh, so the final topic for tonight is going to surround the quarterback position in Philadelphia. It has basically been all but confirmed that Jalen Hurts will be the starter in 2021. And there's been a lot of talks that Jeffrey Lurie handpicked Jalen Hurts to be the starter and that he doesn't want to bring in anybody who can compete for the job in terms of a backup because Hurts is technically the only, only quarterback on the roster at this moment. So I'll turn it over to Mason. How do you feel as an Eagles fan that Jalen Hurts will be taking snaps week one of this coming season? First of all, I would like to say Jeff Laurie to keep his hand out of the equation and to just let the guys that he hired do their jobs. I think that'll that'll work out for everybody. Um, I feel pretty good about Jalen Hurts going into the season, though. I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, I thought it was interesting, the interview he had. It was with Adam Schefter, right? I believe so, yeah. So he, there was a quote where Adam Schefter asked if he pretty much had talked to Carson Wentz since the trade had happened. And all Jalen Hurts said back was no, sir, which I thought was really interesting. It showed that he's pretty mature and that in reality, he, there was no good relationship between him and Carson. I think as soon as he, as soon as Jalen Hurts was drafted and joined the team, Carson Wentz instantly saw him as a threat. And it was almost like a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. I know these players are not of that caliber, <laughs> but it's almost like that relationship so I thought it was really interesting, and I think this was just all shaping up from the start. Like you said, Jeff Lurie had a hand in this whole equation here, and I think that this was going to end up being, unless Carson somehow turned it around and decided to be great, this was going to be the end-all, be-all, which I'm okay with. I think the Jalen Hurts could be a good quarterback. I was listening, and there's, I forget the name of the guy, but he's hit on like every quarterback prediction that he's ever made like he said in the was it the 2017 draft where it was it was that pat mahomes and mitch and yeah he said that pat mahomes would end up being the best quarterback out of that draft and he's just made a bunch of other predictions and he predicted that jalen hurts would not be that good of a quarterback in this league so considering he's hit on i think it was a previous quarterback nfl quarterback who's now like an analyst but considering he's made that prediction, makes me a little worrisome because obviously he knows what he's talking about. But I think it's going to be pretty good. It'll be interesting moving forward. I think that this is definitely going to be a young team. It could be pretty exciting. They definitely need to add some more pieces and obviously fix their cap scenario. But yeah, they just need to focus on improving and getting younger going forward. And I think it's going to be a rebuild, I think. But in a couple of years, it could be pretty interesting. All right, I'll turn it over to Ethan, our other Eagles fan here. You will be watching Jalen Hurts like everybody else week one of this coming season, barring injury. How do you feel about Jalen Hurts' QB1? Um, uh, Surprisingly good, actually. If you would have told me six months ago that Carson Wentz would have been traded and 
Jalen Hurts would have been the starting quarterback, I probably would have just rioted. Like, just I was so against Jalen Hurts ever playing for the Eagles, and now that Carson was trash and he's gone, I'm all in on the Jalen Hurts train. Like, I'm I've I've done a complete 180. Like, I'm really? so ready. I'm like I don't even like I don't even care about Carson anymore. Great guy. Thanks for helping us win the Super Bowl. Have fun in Indy. Is Jalen Hurts like, a jersey like that you might be purchasing off the DHK? Well, he's got to be. He's got to be good first. I can't buy a bad player's jersey. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But he had what like two good halves. <laughs> True, but <laughs> like I mean, in that he had in the Saints game, and then that first half of that Cardinals game was great. The Packers game wasn't bad. Yeah, he, I mean, he had a couple nice. He had a couple nice throws to Rager, but I just I mean like he only had what he only played in what four games. He played. He played in five, but he only started in four. Right, and then the game against Washington the last week, he got benched in the fourth quarter for Nate Sudfeld. So that was also hilarious. But, but like, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts definitely showed some promise. Um, going into his second year, guys are gonna have tape on him. Uh, teams are gonna know that he's gonna be the starter, so they're gonna definitely game plan around that. Everybody knows his his play style as well. He likes to run. Uh, definitely likes to move out of the pocket, whether he's throwing or just running it himself. So, definitely think that Jalen Hurts, I think he could be uh, a successful quarterback in the league. Um, I feel like they took him too high in the draft, and I feel like the whole I feel like the whole process of getting Jalen Hurts was not good. But now that that's kind of cleared and he's, like, set QB1, that they're not going to bring in competition for him, that they kind of just want him to, like, play. I mean, unless they take a quarterback at six, which some people think they will, some people think they won't. I don't think they take a quarterback, but assuming that he is the starter next season, there's nobody behind him that's trying to take his spot. Uh, they're probably they'll probably give him the full season to see what he can do, and then you go into next year's draft either saying, "All right, do we take another quarterback, or is this our guy?" So I feel like in the if they're not in the worst spot in the world. Um, obviously, they have some work to do of building the rest of the team around him, but I feel like I feel like Jalen Hurts could be pretty successful if. Nick Sirianni and this new coaching staff can work with him well and put him in a position where he can succeed. Like I just feel like if um like for this year I'm like all right ride it out with Hurts see what you got and if it doesn't work you're probably gonna have a high draft pick next year anyway so just grab just grab a quarterback then. I agree. I um I've been a big uh, Jalen Hurts guy since since his time in college. I really wanted the Steelers to draft him in the second round. Uh, but you know the Eagles did that, but I could see um I could see him doing really well in the Eagles system if uh, if they actually run the ball with Miles Sanders and they and they can get a um a f- <laughs> if they can get a another good wide receiver either in the draft or in free agency, um so that'll allow them to open up the passing game and Jalen Hurts having his legs and being able to actually keep plays going, uh that'll look good. But I, I feel like they do bring in another quarterback. Rather than draft a guy in the late round, I could see them bringing in um, maybe Nate Sudfeld again or Josh McCown, or I could see some Josh them bring McCown. in. Yeah, you know. Oh. No, he's a coach. He's a coach on the Texans now. Oh, is he? Um, yeah, he's right, a, he's, a, he's actually on the staff. Okay. Well, I could see them uh, bringing in a guy who's similar to Jalen Hurts, so he could run similar system like like Joshua Dobbs. RG three or <laughs> maybe RG three. Who was that guy that was what's his nick who was the guy whose nickname was Clipboard Jesus? Get him. I haven't seen him in a while. Clipboard Jesus. Clipboard Jesus. I have no Charlie idea. Charlie what 
Charlie Whitehurst. That's who it Charlie is. Charlie Whitehurst is he still even in the league? I, I have so. no idea. But give me, give me what, give me clipboard Jesus. I'll take him. Oh man. I mean, <laughs> I feel like RG three would not be a bad idea as a backup. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, he's he's kind of just like a, he's kind of like an old looking Hurts anyway. Pretty yeah. much. Have you uh, seen Gino the RG three injury, Ethan? Which one? Like the old one? Yeah, like his initial injury. Oh yeah, it's terrible. Oh yeah, it derailed his whole career. That's a whole. Yeah. That's a whole separate. He thing just now. drops back, <laughs> fumbles the ball, goes to reach for the ball, and tears his ACL. Yeah, and then he played on it a little bit after that in the game, and it just it just messed him up even more. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, Jalen Hurts doesn't go down that path. No, nah, I don't think so. He's never because RG three had an injury history in college too, and I don't think that Hurts has, I think, been pretty <laughs> solid. Yeah, from what I've known, I feel like the only time he didn't play was when he got benched for Tua. Yeah. But, uh, all right, guys, any final comments on Jalen Hurts? I feel like to make him better, he needs to uh, increase his arm strength in, in this offseason. Hit the iron. I, I feel like that goes for any quarterback, really, though. Yeah, you can never be Josh too strong. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, until Josh Allen can throw the entire so he, length. So he can throw field. two field lengths yeah. instead of one. <laughs> Did anyone – I'm sorry, I kind of zoned out for a minute. Did anybody bring up bringing in Alex Smith? No, actually. Oh, I like no. that idea. I think that that could be really good. There's a lot of experience that could pass down to Jalen Hurst, and I don't think he would really be competing for – Um, Sorry. I don't think he would be really competing for that spot. You wouldn't get into the same scenario like the situations that you had with Wentz. No, yeah, I think that would be a very good option. Definitely, like, definitely different. I could see him going to the Bears. The Bears, too, yeah. Like, it's definitely different because, like, look at the Ravens, how they have RG3 as Lamar's backup, and, like, how it kind of, like, their offense does, like, runs the same regardless who's that quarterback. Obviously, if RG3's and not Lamar, it's going to struggle, but, like, you just kind of pick up where you left off versus if you have Alex Smith as your backup, now you're going from like a kind of like a run mobile quarterback to standard stand in the pocket kind of guy. So that definitely could be like something that they have to consider because it's such a switch. But I mean, it's happened before it's happened the reverse way where you have a mobile guy as your backup and you have a stay in the pocket kind of guy as your starter. So it could always work. But, um, alrighty guys. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. The full edited video will be up shortly this week, as well as last week's episode that we kind of...